Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by Koala. Koala mattresses aren't too soft or too firm. They're just right. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. The Wine Gallery wades through an ocean of dull bottles to deliver you the bottles you love. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Beyonce said slay, Shantae you stay. You say that's fishy Well I say he's dishy We say that's fierce So sing all my queers Don't go nowhere Just prick up your ears The word of the gay Welcome to Word of the Gay Where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon With regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community And in pop culture at large That's Lenny and I'm her co-host Brendy Thanks for tuning in Follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us any word suggestions. Oh, and we are back for another week, Lenny. Yes, we are. We are sitting in this sauna of a <laughs> fabulous studio. <laughs> I like it. No, well, yeah. I'm not used to Bikram, so um, <laughs> I got the pits happening and a little bit of back sweat, and it is sexy. <laughs> It's good weekend since I saw you since last week with our camp episode. Yeah, I didn't go camping, but I did have a great weekend. Delightful. <laughs> Sounds like a camp old time, Del. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> well, speaking of getting camp, I went out Saturday night for cocktails. Shock horror with my cheeky little entourage, James, Daniel and Polly. Isn't that the way all your stories start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheeky cocktails. Cocktails, Saturday, cheeky cocktails with the, with the entourage. No, and we were going to call you because I had to ask you to lock the doors Lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine and put on your heels because I know exactly what we need to do today, Giles. Do we need to have a kiki? We need to have a kiki! (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you proudly by the letters (laughs) K-I-K-I. Now, there are two specific meanings with the word kiki. The first is a general term used when LGBT plus people get together to socialise, gossip and giggle. Yeah, and it also relates to the drag and ball scene where young people take part in an event called a kiki ball. It's a ballroom subculture um, separate to mainstream ball culture that celebrates gender nonconformity, racial diversity and sexual openness. Kiki has also long been used to describe things like penises for JJs, lesbian gay hookups. The English use of kiki can also be confused with the Spanish slang spelt Q-U-I-Q-U-I, kiki, which is a vulgar term for having sex. And the French slang kiki means a dick. Let's have a dick. (laughs) Or imagine if Marie Antoinette used it, she would have been like, let them eat dick. (laughs) Let them eat dick. 
So the word kiki has been long connected to the black and Latino LGBT plus community, but its precise meaning has varied from decade to decade. So one of the first known uses was in the 1930s, where kiki was slang for a gay male who was comfortable being either dominant or submissive during sex. Which could also be top or bottom, or verse, mm-hmm. or switch in the lesbian um, community. There we go. I mean, we are talking about gay men, but... Speaking of the lesbian community, back in the uh, lesbian bar culture throughout the 40s and 50s, almost everyone was either, obviously, as you would know, Lenny, a butcher <laughs> or femme. But if you didn't fit into that, you were called a kiki. Yeah, and I'd say as kind of gender expression has changed over time, a lot more people now would probably be considered a kiki. By those standards. Yeah. And then in the 1990 documentary Paris is Burning, um, it was used to describe laughter. It's actually an onomatopoeia for laughter. Oh. <laughs> I haven't used that word since primary school. It's a big word, Lenny. <laughs> everyone laughs and kikis because you found a flaw and exaggerated it, then you've got a good read going. In the film, it meant just having a good time normally at a party or social occasion, particularly one that involves gossip or the spilling of the tea. Ah, which brings us to the Scissor Sisters, <laughs> who very much popularised the term in 2012, making its mainstream use change to mostly just a party. And that song, Let's Have a Kiki, was mm-hmm. off their Magic Hour album, and they specifically describe what a kiki is in the song, where they actually say, a kiki is a party for calming all your nerves, where spilling tea and dishing just deserves one may deserve. And having that song has made our jobs very easy for this episode. I literally just looked up the lyrics. (laughs) Like, great! And no further research. A kiki is a party for calming all your nerves, where spilling tea and dishing just deserves one may deserve. And though the sun is rising... And of course, there's British singer Kiki D. How could we not include her? She had a song with Elton John, One Hit Wonder, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And RuPaul actually sung her part of that song with Elton John on his quite recent duets album. Heaven. It's not. Oh, I was dancing around my apartment yesterday to it and I had a moment where I was like mum dancing step to step and I was like, I actually really want to do this with Lenny at yes! karaoke yes! bar one night. Oh. Do you want to sing Kiki D and I'll sing Elton? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Way more sense. P.S. Cheeky disclaimer, her name has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. But it's fun. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> Now, Lenny, the kiki scene is a rapidly growing subculture. It is particularly welcoming to young black Latino members of the LGBTQ community because the term actually grew out of black and Latino gay social culture. And it very much provides an environment promoting safe sex choices, acceptance, support, which is obviously so important within our community. But the balls of you know, all about members gaining exposure, building on their competition skills in regards to performance, and also building on their leadership experience. Yeah, totally. And it's like a big part of it, as again we discussed in the Vogue episode, is obviously freedom of expression. Yes. Escapism. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids do have have had hard lives or yeah. face a lot of adversity. So it's a good way for them to like to come together, learn these new skills. Oh, build on their creativity. Yeah. And that's what the houses are all about. Like they obviously have their dance battles and they have their competitions, which like we've said previously, very much focus on face, runway, vogue and all their creative fashion that yep. they build and design themselves. It's huge. There's actually even a Kiki dance challenge that's gone viral. Apparently, it's to a song by Drake. Yes. Uh, in My Feelings. I'm not familiar with the song, but apparently Maybe. it's huge. But I am since 
just trying to do a bit of research <laughs> and all I could find was Drake. Drake, yeah. Drake is not one of my uh, top artists <laughs> yeah. on my iPhone next to M People and Kylie, but, you know, maybe I'll <laughs> give it a try. But even, like, there's over – apparently there's over 25 Kiki Balls a year and Rihanna recently went to one. That's really cool. Huge. I did not know that. How fantastic is that? Um, I think what's really nice about it as well is – I mean, it's not like a paid service, like for children who can't afford to go do dance classes or go to like government schools where there's probably no arts funding. Yeah. It's completely youth run as well. So I think the people, like their mentors are quite young. Yeah. So it's no secret that African-Americans in 2018 still face particular types of scrutiny and oppression and racism that other minorities don't see as often. Like among black men, it's particularly the case, whether it's police harassment and brutality or even the United States prison and judicial system, which is quite appalling, and just other many institutionalized disadvantages. And then you add being, you know, gay or trans or a member of the LGBT plus community, you basically become a minority in a minority. Yeah. And there's so many issues, some we've, we've touched on before, but like these young children often forced out of their homes. There's also the ideal of like hypermasculinity and machismo culture. So, I mean, macho, we all face, you face it as well. Like it's, it's a thing for everyone, but yeah. particularly in those cultures, it's quite prevalent. Um, we've also spoken about the rates of HIV before and how much higher they are. Um, in those communities, it's actually 38% for black men ages 13 to 24, which is really high, mm. especially when in other parts of the world, those rates are declining. Yeah. And within the Kiki Balls community, an alarming 50% of youths are actually infected. So wow. like half the children, children, they're not children, half the youths, <laughs> they're you know y- young adults, some of them, some of them are uh, teenagers. Yep. There's also really heavy HIV stigma in those communities as well. Uh, it's seen sometimes as a punishment for being gay and obviously that will result in internalised homophobia and self-hatred. I mean, also people not seeking treatment because yeah. of that shame or not even going to get a test, basically. There's also the issue of white men fetishizing these communities as well, so not seeing them as equal. And also another problem is kind of thinking white. So a lot of non-LGBT people from those communities, actually when they think of someone being gay, they don't think of someone who's black or Latino. They only think of them as kind of like white men. So they don't really accept them. They might accept a gay person that's not part of the community. Are they picturing Scarlett Johansson once again? (laughs) What's that? Doing everything. Oh, (laughs) because she's... That's so funny. Yeah, probably Brendy, yeah. And they often end up being, like, exploited for sex, uh, forced into sex work that's not really a choice because they basically have no other option, um, Mm. and that makes them even more vulnerable. It's also really important to remember that the organised Kiki's focused on promoting safe sex. So they provide a lot of information and education and support networks for everyone involved. Yeah, so they get these teens together partly to socialise as kind of an offshoot of like the dance practice that happens for these balls. But while they're doing that, they're also providing testing services, education, a bit of counselling. The people who are talking to them are their peers and they're also from those communities. So they're not having someone kind of lecture them that doesn't really know their experience. It's someone they can relate to, which is also really um, important. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. and it's all generally not for profit, which is almost a second family. It's this competitive thing to get away from rejection, homophobia, lack of acceptance. It's a safe haven. There's also the Kikis that aren't 
so organised, mm-hmm. a bit more casual. Pre-drinks. Pre-drinks, yeah. <laughs> a social gathering at friends at home for the purpose of calming nerves and reducing anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. Um, Saving a little bit of money. Yeah, <laughs> which actually feelings that lots of members of the LGBT plus community are more prone to anyway. So, yeah, it's just, you know, just getting together and spending time with friends, having a drink. A good vent session. Having a vent, yeah, mm-hmm. debrief. Also, maybe just talking shit and taking your mind off things. All the Stuff time. that I feel like everyone does, but yeah. it can be particularly important, um, as I said. And this would be the meaning that most people affiliate the word Kiki with now. Yeah. It's expanded out of gay culture now, though, as well. So, even like mother's groups and just other straight women are calling their little parties Kikis. Country clubs, mahjong <laughs> groups. Yeah. Pyramid schemes. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been listening to a podcast about pyramid schemes and right. basically it's those parties where you sell things to people. Oh, don't spoil it. That's next week. The <laughs> <laughs> Kiki. Kiki. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me, Kiki. When I thought about Kikis and gossip, mm-hmm. I was thinking, why do gay men, um, much like straight women do, or just women in general do, kind of get accused of being really gossipy or bitchy or just a bit frivolous in their conversations? Gossip doesn't necessarily mean like spreading vicious rumours. No, 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 no. Yeah, it just means, I mean, it's a social tool. It just means talking, but maybe it's a bit more lighthearted or maybe it's... Like Relaying a cheeky story that yeah, happened, something that funny. doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, it's just getting things off your chest sometimes, getting a cathartic release from it. But often there is this stereotype. And I kind of thought about it like, that's so horrible. But then I sort of think it's true, but in a good way. It's probably a lot of husbands that are complaining that their wives are on the phone or they're like getting together with their friends and they're talking. I mean, like even yesterday, my girlfriend's mum came over and said she'd had like lovely lunch with four other couples. And after the lunch was over, the men went to go play pool and then the women sat around drinking, like having a good time, having a kiki and just bitched about their husbands. Love it. It's actually a good thing because women and gay men, I think, communicate more. We're very um, expressive. Expressive. Maybe talk about their feelings, talk about their personal problems. Gossip's always been seen as you know, something more of a feminine trait. But I'm telling you now, back when I was a nurse working in theatre, those surgeons... And the anaesthetists and the assistant surgeons could not bitch more really? if they tried. Oh, my God. They thrived. They gagged for gossip. Yep. And I can't talk for every gay, but I gag for gossip. <laughs> I love it. You were the gossip queen of your high school. I was. I was literally like Fanny Dashwood out of Sense and Sensibility where I'm like, <laughs> people would come to me and I'm like, I assure you I am the height of discretion. And then it was just like... <laughs> But I must admit, like, I am good. If somebody comes to me and they're like, you can't say anything, I'm like, all right, in the vault. Yep. Or if it's major, major, I'm like, secret squirrel. Yep. <laughs> And secret squirrel literally means can't leave the table. Yeah. I think it's fine to share, oh. I mean, a story that's not, you know, maybe about someone you don't know that isn't harmful. I like it too. Oh, one of my work <laughs> colleagues came up to me today actually and told me that um, he just found out that his nephew is gay, who's 20, because one of his friends saw his nephew's profile on Grindr. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God. And I was like, this is so exciting. He's like, it is exciting, but, you know, we're 20 years apart. And like, you oh, because he's gay. <laughs> I was like, You've gone through all of it. I was like, this is a very exciting time for him. Aww. And you know, yeah, but what if he sleeps with some of my friends? I was like, oh, well, yeah, who knows? I was like, everybody knows each other. <laughs> I said, the gay community is small. I said, we're like a country town, but much sexier. <laughs> but also, nothing sa- nothing's sacred. It's just like, oh, just go with it. 
Wendy, how adventurous are you when it comes to trying new wines? <laughs> Not very. It's always such a risk trying a new bottle when you don't know how it's going to taste. Yeah, sticking to the tried and true bottles you've always had seems to be the safer option. And the method of picking bottles based on their pretty label designs has backfired. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I had one too many times. Well, try a new bottle of wine you can be confident you'll love with the Wine Gallery. The Wine Gallery match your delivery to bottles within your taste palette, and the more you order, the better they get at matching the bottles. They try wines from regions all over the world to offer drops that are unique and delicious. Most bottles will be wines you'll likely never discover after a trip to the local bottle opening you up to a new taste and next-level bragging rights to friends. Try something new by visiting thewinegallery.com.au and getting $25 off your first box when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Just once, Lenny, I'd like to hop into bed and say, whoa, this mattress understands me. I know, it's like when you stay in a hotel and the bed just gets it. Uh, your hopes, your dreams, your fears, a mattress that truly understands. But short of spending four grand on a hotel quality mattress, Koala offers the next best thing. Koala mattresses are never too soft or too firm. They mold to the delicate crevices of your body, Lenny. Shh, my delicate crevices will hear you. And when was the last time you actually bought a new mattress? I got mine off Grumtree about five years ago. And you sleep on that every night. Time for an upgrade. Visit koala.com <laughs> and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. What is one to bring to a kiki? I haven't hosted any, so you've got to tell me. A fabulous bottle of champagne. Okay, That easy. is just stock standard. Yep. Your nice yellow Glen pink bottle, $6.95 at Dan Murphy's. Now I know for your fabulous Christmas party, a nice to cheap bottle of champagne. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Hits the spot. It's great. Uh, you also obviously want to bring your fabulous personality. Okay. Nobody likes a Debbie Downer. <laughs> no. Nobody likes a Debbie Downer. And you want to bring that cheeky amount of gossip. You know, something like you know, a social acquaintance of yours has been married for a year and, and is now in a polyamorous relationship. That's not the gossip. But, you know, <laughs> what is annoying is that, well, he has a husband and two boyfriends. You're sitting at home struggling to get a second date. <laughs> That's something like that. And you also want to bring your latest dilemma to divulge with the girls. You know, something like that one night stand that just won't fuck off. (laughs) As the hostess with the mostess, you want to be able to put on a fabulous spread. So, of course, you're going to be doing cheeses. Camembert, blue veins, a cheeky Mercy Valley. You also want to obviously have the dips and the crackers. There's great rosemary crackers, Lenny, happening at Coles at yes, the moment. They, they are, are really good. They are so good, aren't they? I ache for them. I was like, if it was a person, I'd be very happy. <laughs> 
you do want to hit that early 90s situation with some hummus and some cabana. <laughs> Love a good cut-up cabana <laughs> on a cracker. That's delicious. And some Turkish bread because it's good for, like, lining your tummy. Yep. You also, for the calorie-conscious gays, some celery and some carrots. <laughs> just diced up. Yeah, just plain. Sun-dried yep. tomatoes are good. Mm-hmm. Throw some bubbles on the ice, too, just in case there is that one guest who's a little bit cheap that doesn't mm-hmm. rock up with anything. Yep. <laughs> I've been stuck at work. No, you haven't. You don't work weekends. And the occasional, as a really, really generous hostess, you might want to sometimes surprise your guests with a cheeky cocktail. Something like a lemon drop, because it was all the stuff that was left over from the cocktail party that you hosted two weeks earlier. (laughs) Lemon drop. (laughs) Delicious. Now, what not to serve, Lenny? Tell me. One thing, and one thing only. A trifle. Yes. (laughs) Never serve a trifle. So I had two grandmothers, shock horror. Oh, these two ladies, fabulous ladies. One could make a trifle, one could not. Nana Last would make a trifle. Nana Last, good old Nana Last, still alive. She her make- name's Last. Last, yeah, her last name is Last. <laughs> She's like the last one left. <laughs> She's also the last one left. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing, what am I doing? <laughs> anyway, Nana Last, she makes a damn good trifle, but it's not traditional. It's very much the lady fingers, jam, custard, Cream, more strawberries and raspberries. Cream, yep. delightful. It's really and, oh, and just a shit ton of rum. Yeah, I was going to say booze. Yeah, delicious. Like not a trifle. Nigella has one with a bottle of vodka. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Not a trifle, but <laughs> delightful. Just, delightful. She calls it that. We're like yep. fine, Nan. Whatever. <laughs> then there's Grandma Ford. May she rest in peace. Yeah, fabulous lady. Always made a trifle. <laughs> Cannot make one. Oh. But we'll let it pass just a little bit because yep. she always did let me go into her wardrobe, wear her dresses, her heels, and play with her makeup. Aww. However, this lady, may she rest in peace, used to make a trifle and it was soggy lady fingers, packet custard, cream, layers of green jelly that were then Aww. curdling with Aww. the cream, more cream, some custard, a, ch- a couple of bananas, and then just something sprinkled on top. It was that thing that you'd put in your mouth and you're like, I can feel the layers. <laughs> like it's not- you don't want to put green jelly. <laughs> It was just foul. And it (laughs) (laughs) It was just rank. She wasn't much of a cook, but she was a hoot. May she rest in peace. It reminded me of that episode of Friends, you know, where Rachel makes a trifle at Thanksgiving. And the boys asking, they're like, what are you making? She's like, I made a traditional trifle. What's in it? Oh, well, you've got ladyfingers, jam, custard, raspberries, more ladyfingers, sautéed beef with peas and onions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Monica, I want you to have the first taste Really? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you only got whipped cream in there. You got to take a bite with all the layers. Okay. Oh, you want you dropped a pee? <laughs> My friend James and I had a little kiki on Thursday night to celebrate the yes win, the yeah. one year yes win. It was delightful. And we've decided that every year we're going to catch up and have a gossip session and celebrate the yes win. Just at Bubbles, doesn't matter what night it is, but we're specifically going to toast because I made this toast on Thursday night. And James said, he goes, oh, Brendy, that was actually really beautiful. And I turned around to him as we raised our bubbles and I was like, this is for the ones who didn't get to see the win, for the ones who did see the win and for the ones who will grow up learning about the win. To the past, the present and the future, you're not forgotten. Oh, that's so beautiful. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the door. Let's have a kiki, motherfucker. But of course, the most important thing about a kiki is, of course, the guest list. It is. It is. And I struggled with my guest list. (laughs) 
we put together fictitious <laughs> guest lists about five certain people we would invite to our kikis. Dead or alive? Dead or alive. <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> Yep, they can be characters, they can be famous people, they can be your friends. I didn't invite any friends. Oh. Or my partner. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to go with celebrities. You were lethal. (laughs) Who is on your Kiki list, Al? I mean, I don't know how I'm going to justify these choices. They're great, though. You don't need to because (laughs) you are you and this is your Kiki. (laughs) Okay, number one is Grace Jones. Ah, yes. Number two is Jane Mansfield. Brendy, tell me who Jane Mansfield (laughs) is. Brendy! She's an actress, right? Yes. Oh, my God. She was like... Um, the Girl Can't Help It. Cheap version of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but she... Yes. But not. Yeah. No, no, she was great. She was sort of seen as like the second version of yeah, Marilyn. Yeah, she was like, really, really the funny. Marilyn. She was seen as that. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Um, Lily Tomlin. Oh, yes. Hilarious. Famous lesbian. <laughs> She's excellent. <laughs> yep. Cher, of course. Ah. And Sandra Bernhardt, which ah, I sort of fun. decided today. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of picked these... It's very female-orientated. Very female-orientated. <laughs> um, some of them... Yeah, just people I thought would have like a really good sense of humour, be good at like dishing... Dish some gossip. Maybe dishing out on each other. <laughs> it's a fu- interesting combo. Yeah. I love your Kiki. Thank you. I will stand outside in the pouring rain I with, om- with your partner. They're <laughs> <laughs> very jealous I that we're not there. Go- <laughs> I was going to invite you, but there just wasn't enough. You know, six people for a Kiki or dinner party is always, True. always good. True. Manageable. So who's on your list, Brendy? Okie doke. So my Kiki list, my best friend, James Bryce, Aww. because he's my rock and can talk to anybody. My other best friend, Daniel Karashare, because, well, he's always the first to arrive and the last one to leave. Great, yeah. So that's great. Uh, Bette Midler, because she's my camp diva and I want to be able to perform You Don't Own Me First Wives Club with her and James Bryce. <laughs> yep. That's just a standard. <laughs> uh, guest number four was Peter Allen. Oh. Also yep. another camp idol. He's a singer. He can play the piano. So he'll be a guest slash maybe yep. s- like working it. Yeah. Um, and also could be my dance partner <laughs> for the like night. <laughs> that scene from um, in Ab Fab, Adina invites Elton John to this Beatles song launch. Yep. And she does it because basically she wants him to perform and he basically just storms out. Um, because she's like, just have Elton tinkering on the piano, please. It's like really, really funny. So you do that. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I do Hopefully that. Hopefully he partake. I do that. Well, then I'd be like icing on the cake for the night is I'm your dance partner. Yeah. So then we'd have a hoot. And then the fifth <laughs> one, I really want Fran Fine, aka Fran I, Drescher from The Nanny. That's so funny. I yes. literally bet, not Peter Allen. But Bette Midler, I thought about. Yesterday, I was thinking... The actual nanny. I though, wanted like, the nanny. Fran yes, the I didn't nanny. want Fran Dresher. I wanted her act, um, the one character, sorry. Yeah. One, because yeah. she's a hoot. And <laughs> two, so because funny. she'd be more nasal than me. So I was like, <laughs> perfect. Oh, well, that's okay. Everybody goes through a curiosity phase. Now, I don't really know if there's much of a difference between hosting a Kiki now and hosting it 60 years ago. I mean, I guess the difference probably would have been that nowadays there's liberation. So that's that's obviously huge. But, you know, back in the day, I feel like it probably would have just been called a cocktail party or, you know, a Grace Adler piano party or one of her crappy picnics on the floor. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, of course, entire food and conversation has changed. I mean, look at my 30th birthday when I put down cocktail and everyone was very casual. My 50-year-old friend Karen rocked up and she was dressed to the nines and her partner was in black tie. And she's like, you said cocktail. I was like, I'm in chino shorts. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I just sort of think with a kiki, like even if it was me hosting a kiki these days like I do, I'm kind of a bit of a 1950s housewife in the sense that I'm very much talking about fashion and what I've found at the op shop, gossip. Man talk, more (laughs) gossip, musical theatre references, 
<laughs> going to F45. It's pretty standard. I don't think anything's changed. I don't you, think yeah. it's any different. <laughs> <laughs> My mother used to always do like mother's group meetings and yep. stuff like that, which you would just call a kiki these days yep. because it was always like they'd have a few bubbles and, you know, discuss what's happening at the school. But um, she was telling me this story about um, in the late 80s when she hosted a Tupperware party. I was only literally one. Anyway, it's 1989 and she and the ladies are doing their Tupperware thing and the Tupperware party's over and then they all crack into the bar and start hitting the bubbles and the schnapps and the rum. Dad's come home because he was on an afternoon shift because he used to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. For some reason back then, I don't know why, but you could drive the police cars home and just leave them in your driveway and then oh, go to bed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was fine. He was asleep. Mum got the bright idea with her girlfriends to go for a bit of a joyride. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so, they've broken into the old uh, police squad car. Oh, my God. It's a five-seater. There's seven of them in, the, in it. One of them oh. sprawled on the floor. And they decide to go on a joyride. And mum is... I think she may have been a bit of a bored housewife because mm. she was a police officer and then went into being a full-time mum oh, okay. while we were yep. really young. So I feel like she was just having, like, fear of missing out. Yep. They've jumped behind the wheel and they're going for a joyride. And like, and they're pretty boozed up. Mum's doing donuts in the car. Oh, my <laughs> so God. women are <laughs> screaming and cheering and whatnot. Like... I'm literally picturing like shoulder pads, Lindy Chamberlain haircuts, blue eyeshadow, and like love is a battlefield blaring in this car. They're going nuts. Then they decide to jump on the police radio and they start doing all these. My God. <laughs> they then start doing all these fake codes and like calling back to the watch house doing all these codes and the watch house is trying to talk to them they're all just fucking laughing and yada 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 she and the ladies from the mother's group meeting were very shady the next day but hey it was the 80s they were having some fun and that is a damn good fucking kiki kiki do you love me are you riding say you never ever leave from beside me because i want you and i need you and i'm down for you always kb now one of my favorite favourite shows of all time from 2010 to 2015 was Glee. (laughs) One of my least favourite moments of this show was when they attempted to do a version of the Scissor Sisters, Let's Have a Kiki. And can I just say, I love that song, but Mm. God, they butchered it. Yes, I'm so glad that you agree. (laughs) I was enjoying Sarah Jessica Parker singing it at at the thing, and then Leah Michelle just bursts out (laughs) of a fucking fridge and is just like, turkey lurkey time. (laughs) It's turkey lurkey time. I'm like, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. And she did. She yeah. did. She just destroyed it. But what was exciting with that episode was that Shangela from RuPaul's was a cameo. Yeah, I didn't even notice. And she looks stunning. So I hope you're up, girl, because we are all coming over. Unlock the door, lower the blinds, light up the smoke machine, and put on your heels because I know exactly what we need. Let's have a kiki. And moving away from that heinous scene, though, is obviously Drag Race, which... Embrace the word Kiki like there's no tomorrow. As they do with all the... As the they do. Yep. And they obviously, you know, being such a huge show, they popularise it and everyone yep. jumps on board. They eat her up every single time she's on that damn stage. She doesn't even... She can walk out there in a f- diaper. And they're like, Valentina, your smile is beautiful. In 2016, there was... A documentary called Kiki, which is kind of seen by some as the spiritual sequel to Paris is Burning, about the new generation of LGBT youth in the New York City ball scene. So it's kind of similar in style, like it's got mm. dance performances, street interviews, follows a few stories, and it has a slightly more hopeful and positive outlook. 
but it just shows how kind of far we've all come yeah. and how much has changed, yeah. Yeah. But it's great, yeah. So give it a watch. I think it's on SBS On Demand. Oh, Lenny, that brings us to the end of the episode. That was so fun. Oh, my God, so much fun. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the show at uh, Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And send us any suggestions. Please. Oh. Like, we've got a huge list, but we would love to know what people want us wanna to hear. talk about. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just keep choosing words. Yeah, which Entice is also fun. us. Yep. Right to us. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, this, I normally say that tonight's been a hoot, but I think in appropriate fashion that I should be saying, this Kiki was marvellous. Bye! Bye. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.